indeed there are more questions than answers like why doesn't mcdonald's have a third window where you can trade in all of the wrong stuff they gave you at the second window <laughs> hi america hello world my name is adrian lee and i am your host mcdonald's is the perfect place to break up with someone do you not think there's no plates no sharp knives no forks and if they try and hit you there's lots of fat kids to hide behind <laughs> Welcome to the show, more questions than answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you, to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre... And just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed picks and pulls in our unconscious mind and that's the very tune that she snores let's have a listen tonight <laughs> i want to dance with somebody oh i thought it was jingle bells whitney houston's <laughs> birthday today happy birthday whitney mm, if you asked my maybe. mother what her favorite all-time film is in the entire history of cinema from eisenstein all the way through to kubrick and many others she would say the bodyguard oh i was gonna say that that's your favourite film, is it? That's your ambition in life, No, is it? I knew it was your mom's. What is your favourite film? Pick a film. What would you have? I like mm. The Third Man with Orson Welles, 1949, set in Vienna, classic Carol Reed film. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is your favourite. <laughs> is it red? Not, not here or here, but here. Wow. I can't help it. The New York Yankees. I see where yeah. we are. What's your favourite film, Michelle, just out of interest? Oh, jeez. I'm going with right now Blade Runner. That's a good mm. shout. I love Ridley Scott, of course. Yeah. He's mentioned many times on this show. Alien, Thelma and Louise, Blade Runner, of course, and many, many more. Chad, what would you go with? You I'd think? either go with A Clockwork Orange for its commentary on society. It's very dark for light entertainment. Uh, the yeah, right. Or American Beauty for its incredible incredible That's character development. Very dark fun for the family. So <laughs> snuggle in your covers, <laughs> turn style. out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... 
the panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and heathervescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also a producer and sound engineer. This week, Heather went to the dentist, and he said she needed a crown. Finally, someone who understands her. Welcome to the show, Heather. It's about time. She was pleased that he said bacon and soda works as good as toothpaste, so that made her happy. (laughs) (laughs) I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realizes she wants to be as happy as the characters in any horror movie during the first half an hour of the film. Yes, I like that. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I'm not afraid of horror movies. I'm afraid of what my imagination might do with them. As convention dictates, also wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad realized this week the Muppets have such large, bulging eyes because someone's hand is always up their butt. That'll do Welcome it. to the show, Chad. Thank you. Stadler and Waldorf trolling people in the 70s before it was called trolling. They're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal. <laughs> this is season three, episode 71. I'd like to guide you, if I may, towards a listening party that's currently taking place live on Facebook. If you go to more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, my Facebook site, we currently have many, many listeners chipping in. With Welcome, the show. listener. Welcome, Hello. one and all. They're having gift wars. They're telling jokes. Yeah. We are very rapidly about to embrace and penetrate the realm <gasps> that is a lack of general knowledge. People um. play the game at home. You can write your answers on Facebook. You can show the rest of the world how intelligent you are compared to us here Stop in it. the studio. <laughs> so, as always, we usher in the round with the root canal. That is the Martin-sponsored gong of infinite knowledge with a cavity of statistics, the gingivitis of facts. Remember, life is short, so smile while you still have teeth. Martin! <laughs> Love you, Martin. Hey, Martin. First round on this very day, in 1483, the Sistine Chapel in the Vatican Rome was open. So much better, of course, than the 14th and 15th chapels. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about the Sistine Chapel ceiling. Are we feeling confident? No. Next. There's a collective look of disappointment in the room. When Michelangelo was commissioned to paint the chapel ceiling, why was he initially very unhappy? He was not a happy man. He was Uh... not pleased to get that commission. He threw his hat in the ring and gained it. But he was yeah. not very happy initially. Miss Morris, why do you think Michelangelo was a little bit moribund, a little bit down about the whole idea? He didn't know how high it was. And he had a fear of heights. I don't have a fear of heights. I have a fear of the floor. It's the floor that kills you, of course, <laughs> not the height. I have an it irrational was, fear of floors. It was either that or he didn't know it was a ceiling. Miss Morris spreads her chips liberally again. Did you know before Michelangelo even painted that ceiling, it was painted by another artist before him? blue with lots of little stars really yeah so he wasn't the first one to have a little bit of a go i'm sure he was aware that had to be expensive right you always said that blue was a very expensive color i'm assuming michelangelo put in a bid and in that bid it broke down all the color costs and how much it would pay for each pigment to be made into paint so i'm sure that was part of the brief part of the contract i would suggest sure 
there was a very interesting interaction between Michelangelo and the Pope. The Pope was looking at Michelangelo's David, and he looked up at it and said, I like what you're doing. It's looking great. Fantastic piece of sculpture. Uh, he's just looking a bit too Jewish. He's looking too Jewish. David <sighs> is looking too Jewish. Yeah, oh, boy. Can we take a little bit? Off the top? Off the nose. That's correct. You nailed it, Miss Morris. <laughs> I'm sure we're not on the same page, but you nailed it. <laughs> Michelangelo doesn't like being told what to do, especially by someone who has no clue what they're doing in the world of art. So he climbed his ladder with his apron on, with his hammer and chisel, pretended at the great height to chisel away a little bit of the nose. And in the meantime, he sprinkled a little bit of granite dust, a marble dust, from his hand sprinkling down like fairy dust came back down the ladder said to the pope how's that and the pope said that looks much better but obviously he didn't actually do anything i want to nice. change my answer again miss morris is now choosing her third answer <laughs> of the evening what are you going to go for now miss morris i'm going to say he was upset because it was what you just said it was already painted it was already painted. Are he you sure? He thought he was going to deal with a blank canvas and it was already painted and he actually had to deal with a cover-up or a repaint. So he was unhappy. So yes. you're spreading your chips not just on yep. black and red, but I'm also, gonna go with that. also green, I'm led to believe. Yes, all of them. All of the colors. What does that leave you with, Michelle? Chad's looking up the answer on his phone oh, as we live in green. That's not actually true. Dick. That's not what I'm doing. Oh. Well, you're fiddling with yourself in some shape or form down there. You can at least wait <laughs> for the show to finish. <laughs> I think it was the amount of time he was going to have to spend on his back. On his on back. His, on the scaffolding, painting. He did actually build the scaffolding so he could stand. But, of course, you've still got to reach up, right? He spent. He laid down for a lot of it, too. Mm. You're arguing with a guy who's got a PhD in art history. Is that mm-hmm. what you're, you're going to go there, are <laughs> yeah. you? You're that confident, are you? <laughs> right? And it was in early Italian Renaissance art, I might add. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there was moments he had to lie down. Yes. But he did uh, build the scaffolding so he could stand for most of the time. What are you going to go with, Chad? Oh, I think I'm going to spread my chips a little liberally, too. I'm going to go with, one, he thought he was a sculptor, not a painter. We don't need to go any further, Chad. You have one tonight. <laughs> he did First look it up on his phone. Point. It's very I, odd that I he's fiddling, did know that. and then he comes up spot on with a question. Uh-huh. Do you know what's funny? You know what I was actually looking up? God forbid who the hecklers were in uh, in the Muppets, so Stat- I could Statler. And Statler. I, just, I said yeah. Statler. You said Statler. I just wasn't sure what I heard. Well, feel free to argue with me at any time. No, that, no, you That always right. works out really well for you, doesn't it? <laughs> Perfect. You're absolutely right. You have won the points tonight. He believed he was a sculptor, and he didn't like painting. I didn't feel that his strengths lay in painting, but he did a bang-up job, didn't he? It wasn't the end Beautiful. of the world, was it? He hated the painting of the ceiling so much that what did he send to his friend Giovanni de Pistoria? So he hated the actual process of painting the ceiling so much. You mentioned that, obviously, he wasn't a big fan of going up the ladder. He actually wrote a poem to a friend of his called Giovanni de Pistoia. I just want to know what that poem was about. What was the poem about, Miss Morris? Mm. He put his thoughts into poetry, which is what Renaissance men did back in the day. Heights. He wasn't a fan of the height. Yeah. What rhymes with heights in a poem? Right. Uh, yeah. I guess it would need to be in Italian, wouldn't it? If we're <laughs> yeah, win yeah, that. yeah. And everything rhymes in Italian because it either ends in I or O. That's why opera's in Italian. Everything rhymes. It either ends in I or O, right? And you can rhyme all that stuff. Michelle, what are your thoughts? What was his poem about? He disliked the painting of the ceiling so much, he wrote a poem about it. How much he hated working in fresco. How much he hated, and fresco, of course, being the Italian word for fresh, fresh plaster, 
You can only paint a little bit at a time. Once the plaster dries, it's game over. What are you thinking about, Chad? How much he hated his boss. How much he hated his boss. I'm sure he wasn't a fan of the rich families around that time, of course. And the Pope. His poem, you nailed this in the previous question. He wrote a poem about backache, would you believe? He was so unhappy. I'll I'll tell you what, just on your face alone, you look so unhappy. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a singular point just to get you up and running and to break your duck for this evening. But it is true, he had terrible problems with his back on the back of doing this painting. I know I'm getting older when my back actually goes out more than I do. (laughs) A recurring motif through the fresco are oak leaves and acorns. I just need to know why, Miss Morris. Why was there a recurring motif throughout the whole of the Sistine Chapel ceiling of oak leaves and acorns? Mm, it means old age. Old, longevity. Longevity. Old age. Yeah. You're going to go Wisdom. Wisdom. Wow, there's three answers. Anything else you'd like to throw in there? Fall. Fall. <laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> why am I here? Michelle, why is there a motif of acorns and acorn leaves and oak leaves throughout the whole of the Sistine Chapel ceiling? I'm going to guess it's on the crest of Vatican City. Oh, you come out with great answers. Fabulous answers. Answers I could never think of. Chad, what are your thoughts on that? Is it a, like, birth-rebirth cycle? I will tell you that Pope Sixtus IV which is complicated, Sixtus the Fourth. Yeah. His family name, because that is Pope Six, but he's the fourth Pope Six, if that makes sense. His family name, because the Pope doesn't get their family name, do you? You don't have Pope Smith and Pope Jones. They get given specific names, don't they? Are yeah. they given it, or do they pick it? Hmm. There's something we'll have to look up. Yeah, I, I'm I, I quite really sure about that. Uh, the family name was Revere, which means oak in Italian. So he was just putting those in there to oh. please the person who was commissioning his work which was the Pope, and his last name means oak. In Italian, I can give you a brief explanation of what an acorn is. Uh, In a nutshell, it's an oak tree. Wow. (laughs) I love this show. What is the greatest danger to the integrity of the ceiling? What do you think causes the most problems? Gravity. Gravity. That old thing called gravity. Everything's coming down. Nothing's going up, is it? It's all coming down. Yeah. So you're saying the biggest problem that the Sistine Chapel ceiling faces in modern society is gravity. Yes. That's a great answer, Miss Morris. That means it's Very sensible answer. Seems legit. Very erudite. Very cerebrally stretching. (laughs) And that's what Heather is known for. Of course. You look at Heather Morris, she thinks cerebrally stretching. But with an accent. Michelle, cerebrally stretching. (laughs) Mr. Bond. I think it's either pollution or the vibration from all the tourists. Uh, when did we become the convention that everyone's going to give me two to three answers to every question I read out? <laughs> so you're going to go with Heather vibrations from the tourists. Or pollution. Or pollution. <laughs> Chad. I'm going to say Michelle's got real, gotten real close, but it's actually the breath of the tourists. That is a very, very good answer. It is the sweat the breath, the carbon dioxide and skin flakes of 5,000 visitors a day is causing the most concern for restoration and art historians in the Vatican right now. Did you know it's roughly just a little bit bigger than a basketball court? I've been there many times. Huh. I didn't know when I first arrived that I'd got there. 
because to get to the Sistine Chapel ceiling, you have to walk through all of the Vatican to get there. So there's room after room after room of terrible Baroque paintings of fat cherubs and ugly looking popes in gold gilded frames and pretty much what an art historian would describe as wallpaper. So you go through all of this chintz and then all of a sudden you're in this little room and everyone's looking up and then you suddenly look up and it's the Sistine Chapel ceiling and then you're being ushered on. There's no flash photography. You're pushed, as it were, along and out. But I almost missed it the first time I was there. By the end of the hour, having looked at all of these things, I was suddenly ushered into this little room and lucky for me, I looked up, wasn't it? I would suggest, but I've been there quite a few times. That is true. A piece did fall off, by the way, in 1797. And they just plastered over it. The was it gravity? Painting. <laughs> was it vibrations? Boy. I am picking up good vibrations. It's like two naughty kids at school, isn't it? It's shockingly bad. I just need to know why a piece did fall off in 1797. That was due to what? What are you suggesting, Morris? Gravity. You're going to go... That's not the reason it falls off. Yes, it is. It's not. That, that's kind of valid. It's like, that probably is the force like behind it. Cause and effect. Mm-hmm. That's the symptom. What's the cause? Gravity is the symptom? Um, well, I'm happy to go down either path at this stage. Yeah. I would have with... to say that it was cracks. It was cracks mm-hmm. caused by... Gravity. Oh, fellow. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> I see we're not going to get any further down the road with this one. So, Michelle, why do you think a big lump fell off in 1797? There is a very specific reason. It was either a war or an earthquake. Wow. (laughs) It's the second one. It's an earthquake. Is that where you're going with? There was actually an explosion at a nearby gunpowder factory. From a war. And a big lump. (laughs) (laughs) A big lump fell off. Wow. Remember, sweat is just fat crying. That's what I'm going to believe. On this day, in 1969, actress Sharon Tate was murdered by the Charles Manson gang, age 26. There is a film currently coming out to coincide with that anniversary with Quentin Tarantino and Brad Pitt and Leonardo Decapitated. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating fact about Charles Manson. Now, you did very well several weeks ago. With Ed Gein. So no, Heather did. She did an amazing job. She's listening to all those podcasts every day on the Black Museum yeah. and Serial Killers. No, there is no podcast on the Black Museum. So I want to make it. Not so very good yeah. on the high Renaissance in Italy. No. Perhaps no. a little bit better <laughs> for murders that took place in California yeah, in the 60s, I would yeah. suspect. So your first question tonight. If you wish to reach out and grasp the slippery points, Charles Manson selected half a dozen young women who became part of the Manson family. When they moved in with Manson on his ranch, he banned several items. You will get points tonight for every single item mentioned that they were not allowed to use or bring in to the ranch. I was going to say bras. Razors. Bras, razors, gravity. Deodorant. Cracks. No Mm -hmm. one's got it Hairbrushes. Nope. Pants. Nope. (laughs) Um, Keep them coming. Keep them rolling. Food. What everyday items do you think you may have with you? Toast, perhaps? eyeglasses. To- everyday items. Toast. Socks. <laughs> Don't bring any so- toast. Underpants. Toasting with you. Shoes. Keep them coming. Keep them rolling. Um, gloves. Gloves. A radio. <laughs> a phone. Radio and phone. No. Um, Am I going to have to give you this? There's what's quite... it start with? Nail There's clippers. There's a lot of them. One starts with B. 
Yeah, and it's not a bra. Balloon No, they weren't allowed to bring balloon modelling kits. Bass guitars. <laughs> Bass guitars. Um, balls. G, G would Bacon be another chickens. one. G. Toilet G. paper. What? Toilet paper begins with G, <laughs> does it? G. I thought you may get a couple. I'm going to have to read them out to you, aren't I? Yeah. The yeah. B one you never got was books. They weren't allowed to bring books oh. in with them. The G was glasses. I said glasses. Well, we can go back and listen. Oh, you said glasses. Is anyone going to back that up? No. Silence. No, apparently no, you didn't say glasses. Unlucky. The good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh <laughs> away. He believed they should see the world around them as it really is and not through glasses. He also banned wristwatches, clocks and calendars. He didn't want them to know what hmm. the time was, what uh, the day was or anything else. But there was a list there. Hmm. And I thought you may have got yourself some points, but apparently toast wasn't on the list or balloon modelling so uh, we've fallen short in many ways shapes and form my grandmother actually lived well into her 90s and never used glasses she'd drink straight out of the bottle nice Mm the women were convinced they would get a phone call at the very moment charles manson was arrested this is what he told them they were actually shocked that this phone call never came and actually asked the police why the phone call hadn't came to win your points tonight i need you to tell me who they thought would call them the very moment they were arrested because that's what they believed and God. that's what they were told it's god on the line can you imagine leaving a message on your answer machine adrian can't get here at the moment he's busy if you'd like to leave a message this is god i'm omnipresent he should know in many respects i wouldn't be available to take the call wouldn't he mm-hmm. there you go. if you'd like to leave a message god mm-hmm. you're suggesting that god was supposed to call them, but he Give was, them a message. He was yep. busy with plagues and famine and everything else yep. and making miracles mm-hmm. around the world. That's your answer? You're not going to go for three or four? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to stick with the good old Lord? God. Fantastic. Who do you think they were expecting a call from, Michelle? The Archangel Gabriel. Let's give you some clues and think 60s pop culture would yeah, probably be a better way to go. Chad has jumped in and won his points again tonight. It was. He thought... They thought they would get a call from the Beatles. And, of course, that never came. And they were very, very upset about that. There you go. Wow. If pooping is a call of nature, does that mean that farting is a missed call? Just thought I'd share that with you. Oh, there's a fax coming through for you right there. How many letters a year did Manson receive uh, before he died, of course? This is the most in history for any prisoner anywhere in the world i just need someone will win the points because the closest 3, one's going to win it's in thousands but how many letters did 3, charles manson receive on a yearly basis miss morris is going 3350 you're throwing your hat in the ring at 3350 your decision michelle is to go higher or lower than that number 2157 2157 chad what would you like to go with? How many letters did he receive a year? 4,476. You are a long way short, Chad, but you will win the points for being the closest. He actually received 60,000 wow. letters a year. Whatever. That would be a lot to open. I'd have to do the maths, perhaps, and work that out. But if you would divide that by 365, just how many letters would you be getting in a year? Is remarkable. In a day... I would suggest that you be a go. lot if you didn't have a letter opener. It would be a terrible burn on your finger, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm sure when you're in prison, the worst thing to worry about is having a sore finger, right? But Jesus loves you, of course. <laughs> it's great to hear in church, but not so good if you're in a Mexican prison. Right. 
Why did Manson hire his lawyer, a gentleman named Irvin Kanarek? And there was a very specific reason that he chose Irvin Kanarek as his solicitor, as his lawyer. I just need you to tell me the reason why. Because he looked like Paul McCartney. You think that his lawyer looked like Paul McCartney? Why not? Why not? Good answers. Yes, very creative. I like creative wrong, answers on this show. Creative. Well, I'm not going to commit to that straight off the bat, but you are wrong. Michelle, <laughs> why did he specifically choose a gentleman called Irving Kanarek as his lawyer? It's, it's something cryptic with the letters. I'm going to say like an anagram or... It spells Helter Skelter. It doesn't, but I thought that's where you're going, right? <laughs> something It's a like good that. idea. I like that. Chad, you're on fire tonight. How you've managed to score eight is beyond me at this very moment in time. I do think cheating may come into play somewhere along the line, and we'll take a drugs test at the end of the show to see <laughs> if that's been in play at any because point. Because that would put me on level with Manson. That's right, absolutely. <laughs> you've got where we are. I'm banning all glass. You take your glasses off and we'll re- remove all the books and watches that you've got with you. Why choose that specific lawyer? He had defended a friend of Manson's. He was known as the world's most boring lawyer. He was renowned for confounding judges, annoying juries by extending trials with long witness interviews and many court objections. And it backfired on Manson because uh, he was actually beside himself with anger at how incompetent this particular lawyer was. Not that he would get away with it, of course, but he did drag this out forever and ever to the point where Manson just said, oh, for the love of God, just find me guilty, I'm done. So it kind of backfired on him, didn't it? Michelle actually realised this week that she is so bored, she wants to be kidnapped so she can go on an adventure. Exactly. I wouldn't mind. Immature is a word used by boring people to describe fun people. That was then, but this is now as we enter the round that we call the mailbag. It is our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. If you wish to give us your comments, your letters of support, if there's anything on the show that you wish to make comment to, you can do that on Facebook if you go to more questions and answers with Adrian. And we've got some fun ones tonight. Matt, who's a regular listener to the show, has posted whilst laying in bed, listening to last night's MQTA. According to my wife, I fell asleep about 20 minutes in. And she's snoring, of course, just like my mother. But I continued to laugh for another half an hour. <laughs> I love it. Isn't it nice to know that we're funny in the unconscious world as well as the conscious mm. world? We're, we're hitting people with the comedy on many levels. We're bypassing the id. We're going straight to the unconscious, and we're funny there as well. Yes. We're funny on all levels of psychology. This could not be better, could it? No. Matt, of course, listens at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter digital network. We have 100,000 countries. I always do this. Yeah. I've spent five years doing this absolutely perfectly. And for the last two weeks, it's been beyond me. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 <laughs> countries. And I'm not going to ask Miss Morris to read out the top 10. Don't do it. Because I believe we were treading a fine line on racism last week, which we want to try and avoid, of course. Yeah, I we don't know what you're talking about. Everybody equally on this show. No one has got preferential treatment. That's right. Lynette has written, I love this show. So much nice. that I'm a new Patreon supporter. <gasps> oh, awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. As of this week, she says, wackiness and laughter, along with the weird and strange things that are my jam. It's just not my Sweet. bag, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not mine. But that's a jam, apparently. Yeah. But if you wish to support the show, we do have a Patreon site. This show's free. It will always be free. But if you wish to donate to the show, you can go to patreon.com, search for MQ. TA Radio. And for a single dollar, Miss Morris, what do our Patreon supporters get 
for their 100 cents of money. They get early release of all the shows well before everybody else, as well as the Not For Your Mother segment, which is the favorite, according to most people. And they also get video of all of the episodes. So We're waving can... to the camera right now. We're actually videoing ourselves yeah. in the studio. So you can't see the cheating and the shenanigans and the drunkenness. <laughs> and this. Wow. Yes. And this. Ooh. Telling tales of drunkenness and cruelty. Yeah. This is true. But we are videoing the show. And for your dolly, you get to see us looking resplendent, looking beautiful, intelligent, Aryan. Fascinating. <laughs> Facile. Wow. <laughs> in the studio right now. And we have episodes that have never been aired. We have Absolutely. some Ghostbusters episodes where we've written our own play. Yeah. There is a plays. lot of things on there that yeah. you get for your dollar. And every cent of that money goes to the studio we have studio costs all of the platforms i'm going to read out very shortly cost money would you believe soundcloud isn't free no these cost vast sums of money so thank you for all of our donations we do need a couple more because some people have dropped off recently i think people are on vacation and they don't keep it up but yeah we do need a few more donations to keep them flooding and we appreciate you allowing us to be on air for the last six years we appreciate without us being everyone. out of pocket. Yes. Dee says, and Dee's a regular listener to the show. Yes, I bet she's right. listening and watching on Facebook in our watch party right now. Dee says she listens to the repeats on Friday's show on the Dark Matter Digital Network because she has to be up at work at 3.30 a.m. So if you didn't know this, the Dark Matter Digital Network does actually repeat our show. After Friday, it repeats them throughout the day on Saturday and Sunday. And at that point, the shows get archived onto Patreon. You have to pay your dollar to get to them or you wait for six or seven weeks. And they then appear free on our platforms, which would be SoundCloud. We're on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. If you're listening now on SoundCloud, MQTA Radio, press the little orange love heart. Show us how much you appreciate what we do and how much you love the show. And cut and paste the link and tell all the people in social media world how much you love the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Buzzspot. I'm running out. What are we on? TuneIn, Player FM. Stitcher. Have I mentioned that? Probably. We're pretty much on everything. If you can leave us a nice review on iTunes, TuneIn, we would appreciate that as well. But if you can't find us, you've only got yourself to blame. And Miss Morris is going to describe what we do in the studio. At the top of the hour, when we go off air, we can't do this on Dark Matter for fear of getting removed or getting a hefty fine. But if you go to our archives, you have an incentive to go there. What do our listeners get, Miss Morris? We have a secret party. We do have a secret party. That you can only be invited <laughs> to if you listen to their show on SoundCloud. Or come to Patreon early and watch us be naughty. Because we have a round that we call Not For Your Mother. Because when mm. we search for the world's news of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird, we come across a lot of stories of My a favorite. rather adult sexual nature yes. that we can't read out. But on our platforms, we can do whatever we want. So we get whatever a little bit we want. adult, a little bit gritty. There's a round that we can't do on air. So you have an Easter egg. You have incentive. To go and embrace the filth, I guess, is what I'm suggesting at this very moment in time. Sure, welcome to do that as well. Robbie and our good friend and listener and Patreon supporter in Massachusetts. Hey, Robin. She has posted, I can't wait until Friday. And we all know why. I love this show and I have good taste. Yes, yes. you do, madam. You have mm. excellent taste rather than good luck because you've been with us for many years now. Yes. Another good Patreon and friend of the show is Lisa. She added Fridays. <sighs> nice are the best due to this show. No matter how tired I am, once it starts, I get fresh 
Energy. Awesome. So we're delivering cool. energy to people on a Friday night all over the world. We're like Red Bull. Yeah. We are. We are Red Bull and without the wings. Oh, you're going to show me some wings. You are oh, a wait. fallen angel. No, no. Oh, I see what you've done. There. You're being rude to me Do again. Do you know wings you? has two eyes in it now? Perfect. You're on minus ten. <gasps> Haven't oh, done that for a while, have I? Yeah, that took you by surprise. Did it? Consequences. True. Punish bad behaviour. Reward good behaviour. We're yeah. available on Twitter. If you go to Adrian underscore Lee underscore Tips, we have a Twitter account with a hundred thousand followers. We're on Facebook, of course, and there's a listening party taking place right now. I have books out. If you go to Amazon and any good ebook shop, I've written Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, and How to Be a Christian Psychic, and many many other books and they all have fabulous reviews if you're into ghosts hauntings urban legends how to be psychic theology everything is there for you i've not mentioned this for about six months but we have many many things on youtube i read out three chapters of how to be a christian psychic for free so you can hear me reading chapters on healing crystals and meditations if you type in how to be a christian psychic and adrian lee you'll be able to fall asleep with me chatting in your ear from those very chapters we have some parts of the show that we've edited and put on youtube very very funny items <laughs> the poop coma would be one of them miss morris do you remember mm-hmm. the poop coma episode no i was in the coma type coma <laughs> <laughs> and michelle was in the poop was. so if you go to youtube type in more questions than answers adrian lee you will actually find Lots and lots of funny outtakes and a blooper. Is it a blooper reel? Yeah. Is that what we call it yeah. over here? There we go. As always, convention dictates that Dr. Chad Peters, our resident psychologist, will read out his random fascinating fact of the evening. See if we play Dr. Peters. What Edison invention do English speakers use every day, regardless of their income? There you go. Are we going to have a guess? What did Edison invent? Yeah, take a shot. Regardless of our income it wouldn't be something as simple as the light bulb would it mm. i'm guessing a pen some sort of pen i'm gonna guess what paper thoughts paper he didn't even, the egyptian the chinese had paper <laughs> ten thousand years ago man. not edison paper <laughs> not, not edison paper and what was special about edison paper over the egyptians and chinese it glowed like an etch-a-sketch it glowed he invented the etch-a-sketch edison invented the uh, the death of sketch. Oh. oh, that is a thing, by the way. Yes, it's full of iron filings, and ghosts can manipulate EMF, mm-hmm. so they can move the iron filings around. Michelle, have you got anything to Every offer? Every day? Every, Every single day. day. Toothpaste. Bacon and soda toothpaste. Some people don't use toothpaste, and it's nasty. Nasty, you see? <laughs> it's nasty. Can't disagree with you. I don't know. Chad, well, the answer is the word hello. Oh. Hello. Hello, hello. The first written use of the word hello, spelled with an E, is in a letter from Edison in August 1877, suggesting it was the best way of starting a conversation by telephone because it can be heard from 10 to 20 feet away. Edison discovered that while testing Graham Bell's prototype, and Bell preferred the nautical ahoy hoy. Ahoy. Once hello became a standard... The operators, the telephone operators, were called Hello Girls. Hello Girls. And wow. Hello with a U nice. was hello? At, at the time used purely to express surprise by Charles Dickens. 
Wow. Oh. Do you like Dickens, Miss Morris, or not on a first date? Just with cider. Oh. <laughs> Michelle has one. I'm yet to score. Heather's on minus 10. Chad is in a runaway, almost unassailable lead of eight. But all is to play for us. We enter the round that is called Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Harry Potter fans can spend Halloween at Hogwarts, including a two-course meal and smoking cocktails. Ooh. Fancy spending Halloween in the magical Great yeah. Hall at Hogwarts? You Hogwarts, might... not Wurtz. It's a children's book. <laughs> oh, God. It's a children's Here book. We go. Or you could show some ambition. You could spend an evening watching a John Steinbeck play. You leave it alone. I will go. Have you read Harry Potter and the Piece of Wood? <laughs> Harry Potter and the Boring Forest. Harry Potter and the Crocker Crap. Harry Potter and the Twig. I've read the complete works of the satirist and visionary writer William... Blake, so I don't care. I just thought I'd share that with you. Bored now. Bored Go now. Go back to Harry Potter. <laughs> what are muggles yeah, then? Fun. Tell me what a muggle is. Somebody who doesn't do magic. A regular human. <sighs> muggles are being invited to have a spooky after dark experience with a two course dinner menu, smoking cocktails, and duels with deaf eaters. Warner Brothers Studio Tour London is inviting all wizards and witch <sighs> wannabes to its Hogwarts. 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 Not Wurtz. What is it? Hogwarts? Hogwarts? Wurtz. Waltz. Hogwarts. After dark event in October and the adults only event looks spellbinding. I can't wait. Guests can enjoy cocktails and canapes before stepping into the Great Hall to dine under 100 floating pumpkins. Yay. They will also get the chance to see the studio tour after hours, seeing famous Harry Potter movie sets such as the Forbidden Forest, <gasps> the Gryffindor Common Room, yeah. and Diagon Ali? Diagon. Whatevs. And you can also hear behind-the-scenes secrets from the prop-making department, including <gasps> learning how the enchanted pumpkins were made in the film. Yeah. Magic folk up for the challenge can put their skills to the test with wand choreographer Paul Harris, who will prepare visitors for a live duel with Death Eaters. Yes. For an extra five bucks, you can have your intestines drawn out before your very eyes. Shut up. Of course, there'll be a chance to finish <laughs> the evening with dessert, surrounded by creatures from the forbidden <gasps> forest like Buckbeak, the Hippogriff, and Aragog, the Acromantula. And no evening would be complete without butterbeer, which will be served during the tour. I make my own. Just watch out for the spooky <laughs> Death Eaters roaming around the dimly lit Dear John Diagon. Dressed in original oh costumes God. from the film or unemployed drama students, as we call them in Britain. Stop it, I'm going to come over there. You'll have to be quick to secure your place at the Halloween <gasps> evening, as only 260 tickets are available for each evening's event. I the Hogwarts go. After Dark event will be taking place in the Watford Studio Tour on October the 25th to the 27th, running from 7pm until late. If you don't have a broom, don't panic, as there will be free shuttle from the Watford Junction Station, oh. lasting throughout the night you might need to save up your galleons to secure your place though as tickets cost 240 pounds a person that's about 380 dollars <sighs> hogwarts after dark or an expensive lark you decide go to our facebook site more questions <gasps> and answers with adrian and you can see the story for yourself in form miss morris is go. daydreaming as we live and breathe yeah that hogwarts. sounds like a lot of fanning around to be perfectly honest shut up amazing Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> oh, look, nothing's happened. 
Yeah, that's right. Wow. Nothing would come up, would it? Yeah, wave a twig at me and quote some Latin and see what happens. <laughs> get skeptic a, over here. It's on a time I delay. I just got my you ambition to read children's books. This is all. Uh, Have these people not got a life? What? There's a whole world mm-hmm. out there. George Orwell, Ernest it, Hemingway, it's not John even about Steinbeck. That. Do you know what that is? Go on, it's tell me. Jealousy. Change my mind. It's jealousy. It's, what am I jealous of? The fact that she wrote a quote-unquote children's book and has made billions oh, and millions her. and yes. galleons and... Harry Potter and the piece of wood. Harry Potter and the... Shut up. You're jealous. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round jealous. of ghosts and hauntings? And you're on minus 10, so it needs to be a good one. Whatever. Scientists have determined the name of a vampire, which mm-hmm. is more interesting. I would agree. Whose coffin was unearthed almost 30 years ago. And they've only just got around to naming him. It's like my parents. Else? I'd been born about two weeks and they still didn't have a name for me. I was just baby Lee. They did have names. They just couldn't use them in public. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My dad was going to call me a day. He took one look at me and said, I think I'll call that a day. Exactly. Yeah. The mystery began back in 1990 when the bones of a man with the initials of JB were unearthed in a gravel quarry in Griswold, Connecticut. Good old Joe Brown. Or Griswold. The discovery was particularly unusual because this individual, whoever he was, had been buried around 200 years prior in a very particular way Mm. by someone who thought he was a vampire. Mm. They put a stake through his heart, a brick in his mouth. They not really, down. not really. His skull and ribs had been carefully positioned to resemble a typical skull and crossbones arrangement, while his initials and age had been inscribed on his coffin using brass tacks. I've never... This doesn't make sense hmm. to me. Who would do a skull and crossbones so a vampire wouldn't pop out of a grave? I've never heard of that. That was very common in medieval culture. If you actually go through some of the oldest cemeteries in Britain, a lot of them do have skulls and crossbones on them. Actually, to ward off evil more than anything. Really? Well, researchers spent the better part of three decades studying the remains, revealing that JB was a hard-working farmer with a limp who most likely died from tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. For some reason, when I was little... Probably up until about two years ago, I thought tuberculosis was an alcoholic. That's okay. Okay. Because it's the consumption? Consumption. Uh Yeah, Uh I did. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. You're getting confused with like psoriasis and things like that, aren't you? Cirrhosis, cirrhosis, psoriasis, (laughs) tuberculosis. It's the isses that get me every time. Nice. This case has been a mystery since the 1990s, the forensic scientist charla marshall said now that we have expanded technological capabilities we wanted to revisit the jb 55 to see whether we could solve the mystery of who he was i feel good man's name it turns out james brown was john barber john i don't know how they confirmed that though Barber. I think they just made it up. I think they went on Facebook and looked him I think up. They made That's it what up. happened, yeah. That's where the way to go, isn't it? Well, they said this is being done out of fear and out of love. People were desperate, and that's why they did the skull and crossbones and thought that John Barber 
was a vampire, and that's a terrible vampire name, by the way. Beware the Limping Farmer, one of my favourite episodes of Scooby-Doo, of course. Mm-hmm. If you get a chance to see that, I would recommend that heartily. Ghost City with moving wind turbine appears over a lake in bizarre footage. The strange sight was captured on the Hongzi Lake in China's Jiangsu this week. A video posted by People's Daily shows what seems to be a row of buildings hovering on the water's surface. Such incidents are often linked to the mirage known as Fata Morgana, which I think I had in a Greek restaurant many years ago. The effect Fata Morgana. I think it suits you in many ways. (laughs) You always look like a Morgana. The effect occurs when light rays penetrate air layers of a different density, which then reflect to show an image of faraway objects. But the latest clip stands out from the rest given the moving wind turbine, with some viewers claiming it proves it can't be a simple mirage. Isn't it fun that on a lake in China they're getting scenes of Minnesota? Right. That's fantastic, (laughs) isn't it? You think your life's miserable in China? Have a look at this bleak landscape. The only place they put electric poles to improve the landscape. More than (laughs) 18,000 people have seen the clip since it was posted to YouTube. No way is that a mirage. No way is that a mirage. Difficult to say, mirage. Mirage. Especially if you're Chinese. That's right. Ah, mirage. (laughs) They don't have wind turbines, one wrote. Another commented, this stuff is really strange. And a third asked, where is this city being reflected from? Just outside of Mankato, I believe. Yes. Fantastic. Ghost City and Hongzi Lake, or the whole thing's fake. Mm. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the video footage of the strange mirage, which is easy for you to say, on a Chinese lake. I was impressed that I got Hongzi and Jiangsu, and then I missed a messed up mirage. Oh, well. Do you think the French have a word for that? Yeah. Possibly. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts? and hauntings. Spooky footage of mysterious happening at workshop leaves viewers convinced ghosts exist. (laughs) The clip filmed on August 8th begins with a sight of machinery in a workshop filled with electrical items and sets of ladders. Seconds into the clip, a light bulb topples off a nearby table. There appears to be no one present in the room, which makes the movement all the more strange. Reddit user u slash xgsxr110 later uploaded the clip to a paranormal page, captioning the video, Light at our shop, seemingly tossed off a bench. Or bunk. <laughs> if you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you are welcome to have your first swig or shot of the evening. So cheers, pros, salute, and skull, wherever you are in the world. They added, the landlord claims the old man that used to own this business lived in a house on the property and died there. Hordes... And he hated light bulbs. <laughs> Hordes of viewers has since commented on the bizarre CCTV. One person said, a lot of people are quick to try to bunk. Ooh, yes, Maurice, you're too, too quick on the bunkage right there. called you out in the story. I nice. could have been quicker. That's very <laughs> existentialist, isn't it, that the story actually pulls you out on your bunking? Shall I go on? <laughs> but it seems like the light is pushed sideways and then pulled off the table. A second seemingly quipped, I don't have a degree on pulling on stuff with a <laughs> but you put a lot of practice in we you've got what physics. I would call work and life experience haven't you you didn't yeah, apprentice yeah. you weren't book smart you just did an apprenticeship in that school of hard knocks there you go yeah, perfect yeah. 
with a string, but it's definitely odd. While a third added, what I find odd about this video is the fact that it doesn't look pulled off to me. There you go. If you can decide if it's pulled off or not, if you go to our Facebook site, more <laughs> questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and I'm sure there'll be experts in the field of pulling off that can ascertain for us whether that is real or not. We'd like to hear your comments as we move swiftly into the round that we call Green Men and Hairy Beasties. It's cryptozoology and UFOs. Michelle is on three. I've scored four. Heather's on minus eight. And Chad is currently on eight. The Loch Ness Monster <gasps> has shown his head quite a few times in the last few weeks. You wait all year for one to turn up. And like buses, they all come along at once. It's mating season. Yeah, Loch Ness Monster. Ex the experts say hunters mass raid will scare off mythical beasts. Do you know Area 51 on Facebook? Everyone says, let's just turn up. They can't stop us all. Right. And we discussed several weeks ago that the military in America can actually fact can. stop you all because yeah. they have bombs and lots of nasty things. So no matter how many people turn up, and I think 300,000 was the last count, uh, that's almost the Darwin Awards. I think uh, <laughs> anyone who wants to turn up and charge the fences at Area 51, thinking they can't stop you all, uh, should just go for it, would be my advice. I think you should just go for that, and uh, there'll be less people in the line at McDonald's when you go there. I'm just wondering where they think Nessie is going to go. Well, they're thinking they're going to storm Loch Ness. They plan to travel to the Highlands after a storm Loch Ness event went viral on the internet. If you all swim, and you've all got a shrimping net, someone's going to catch something, aren't you? If you swim in a line across mm -hmm. Loch Ness, maybe mm -hmm. with a snorkel, it comes hot on the heels of a plan to raid secret US Air Force Base Area 51. Lifeboat crews at Loch Ness have already warned against the mass meeting as they say people trying to spot Nessie risk drowning. I say again, go for it. Show us what you got. If you go out there, the Darwin Awards will sort you out. Now, Beasts of Britain author Andy McGrath was calling the event a breach of Nessie's privacy and thinks it makes a mockery of his studies. Yes. It's a sad state of affairs. He's written a book called Beasts of Britain, and he thinks this makes a mockery of his studies. He said, whether it's a joke or not, we cannot ignore the possibility that thousands of people might descend upon Loch Ness on September the 21st. So put that in your diary. Putting themselves in others and in harm's way. All the bad food and cold, wet weather and rude Scotsman will do that. They'll put you in harm's way as well. There are several reports of Nessie being frightened away by the noise of boats, with some witnesses claiming the monster has appeared distressed and suddenly submerged before approaching boats have come into view in exactly the same way that fish do, I might add. He added, events like this tend to reinforce the farcical nature of cryptozoology. Loch Ness is thought to be up to 750 feet deep in places and is believed to be connected to uncharted cave systems. And he said, I would expect that should Nessie wish to hide away from the crowds, then it should be pretty easy for her to stay out of sight. She'll be sitting on the bottom doing her knitting. That's what'll happen. Although descending upon this beautiful and pristine part of the Scottish Highlands in search of the monster might seem like the adventure of a lifetime to some, there is a very realistic possibility that it could end in tragedy with someone eating haggis and rolled oats made with salt and hot water. See the monster in the lock or the man's a complete confidence trickster. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more <laughs> questions and answers, with Adrian Lee. Remember we were going to buy that B&B on Loch Ness? There was a building available for sale. I've been saving up my pennies. We should have bought that. saving the money. We should have bought that. Yeah. We could have housed. I got five bucks. A lot. I spent all mine on the Harry Potter thing. Wow. Money, money well spent, I would suggest. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a good way to spend your 
income. Actually, it does sound really cool. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Well, right now, guess what? <gasps> I've got a new story for MQTAs. Squatch watch. Squatch watch watch. I get the watch watch. I get the impression you solely now look for Sasquatch stories no, on the back of the fact me. that you've managed, by hook or by crook, to find yourself a calling device which will call Sasquatches that are amorous into the studio. <laughs> Translated as come and get some, big boy, which is exactly what you want late at night. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's They're going to be beating down our door at any moment. It's Squatch Watch. Squatch Watch. What, 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 Sunday, what, Sunday, what, Sunday, what, Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> I can't wow. wait. You ready? I'm yeah. poised and raring to go. A camper is being investigated for opening fire <gasps> in a U.S. national park after an alleged encounter with Mr. Big Feet. That's right. The alarm was raised at Mammoth Cave in Kentucky on Sunday after two campers, Madeline Durand and Brad Gin Gin Vodka, I don't care. Jim Slim. We're, <laughs> we're awoken. I'm not quite sure what happened there. At 11 p.m. by a frantic man with a gun and a flashlight. We got out. We saw oh, a man and his son who told us their campsite had been go. destroyed by someone or... Dare say it, maybe something that was trying to eat some chicken and fried chicken and chitlins. Sasquatch had a chicken bucket. Maybe some fried. He was eating them at the back of Kentucky next to the dumpster. Some okra, maybe some collard greens. He loves all that stuff. We heard him coming back about 10 minutes later. Those people were running and something was. People were running. We heard him yelling, I say it. I say it. It's wow. over there. That big thing with the big feet. <laughs> They're dirty feet now. What are you doing with your microphone there? Not really. It's not working out so well. <laughs> That's the Isle of the Buffet option. He's just what he said there at the Kentucky Buffet. We saw the flash from his gun like this. Whoosh. <laughs> not, not and boom. he shot maybe how does one see a flash <laughs> from a gun on the radio oh okay what was I thinking here you go Saw that my one. bad he shot maybe 20 yards from the side of our tent because we were pitching tents because so that's how we gun. do it with the collards and greens and stuff in the pitch black darkness it was black it was black and, and I'll it be afraid was, of it and it was yeah we couldn't see nothing we didn't have any of those fancy spy glasses that allow you to see at night nothing any of that electricery and indoor toilets? <laughs> None of this Edison pencil paper stuff. We just got Mountain Dew and Halloween. <laughs> I was mostly just concerned. Oh, my. <laughs> if you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snore drinking game, I suggest you take a hearty swig. That's almost a double right there. I heard it go in and I heard it come out. Oh, my. I was mostly just concerned circular breathing. about him shooting the gun. So Sasquatch had a gun? No, the guy, the oh, guy okay. that was running, running with the collard greens and the chitlins. I'd have the chitlins too the if I saw okra. a Bigfoot coming out of the woods. Mm, he just yeah. wanted it to go meal, that's all he wanted. 
but he was shooting a gun in the middle of the night without him really seeing anything because it was dark remember it was real dark yes couldn't I, see nothing. I, I recall that aspect of the story after dialing 911 the couple decided to hop back to their car rather than to stay overnight in the dark with the chitlins U.S. laws prohibit the discharge of the firearms or the guns or the boomsticks without the confines Boomstick. Give me, of a give me one of them dead boomsticks. Ashes, ashes out in the national parks right there. Park rangers lady searched the area but found no evidence of a creature being there. Not even footprints. No. Or like it wasn't there at all, you mean? Chicken scratching. Nothing. Not even a bone. Not even no. a half gnawed no. bone. Nothing. Boom. No trace evidence on any no way, shape, combs. or form. Can I be the first to step in and say the word bunkage? Or methamphetamine? There you go. <laughs> Do I have time to squeeze in one more, Morris? Very short. Very short. I've got a short one. A Twin Cities man. Well, I heard that about you. <laughs> well, it's cold in Minnesota and every wrinkle's an inch. Twin Cities man arrested for fishing naked. A Twin Cities area man is facing charges <laughs> after he was arrested for fishing naked in West Central Minnesota. Just Isn't down that the noodling? Road. Yes. I uh, would like to think. <laughs> nice. I'm going to go out looking for a muskie, though, rather than a panfish. Wow. Ottertail County Sheriff's <laughs> Lieutenant Keith, Keith Van Dyke said deputies received a call from people living on North Turtle Lake. The 59-year-old Michael Blake was fishing naked from his pontoon boat about 50 feet from the shore. Van Dyke said summer homes lined the lake, but Blake of Brooklyn Centre told responding deputies that he didn't think anyone was around, so fishing naked wouldn't be a problem. Why not? Van Dyke said Blake had been charged with gross misdemeanour, indecent exposure, and he wouldn't catch more than a panfish using that Bait. He must be on a drug, or I think he just got a tug. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. <laughs> More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now come to the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for being proactive and coming to seek us out. Why not cut and paste the link that you're listening to at the moment on all of your social media and tell the whole wide world you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world as previously mentioned this is the round where we find stories from around the world that are laden with filth and adult content so if your mother's of a nervous disposition if you've got small minors in the room you may want to shuffle them away into the shed at the end of the garden for the next 20 to 25 minutes you have been warned miss morris what have you got for me first in the round of not for your mama i only read the headline so you're gonna have to go with me on this one are you ready this cold i'm ready cold read it's a cold read (gasps) most people would shy away from sharing intimate details not americans about their sex life with the general public Unless you're on Facebook or MySpace. (laughs) Or MySpace. Or Tinder. Does MySpace even exist anymore? Yes. I had an account like 12 years ago. It's like the abandoned amusement park of the internet. Yes. (laughs) With old man Withers. It's got lots of clowns in there. But one man is relying on the kindness of strangers to address a couple of key issues in his life. He's got some issues. And we should probably get him a tissues. Well, we're here. We're very educated. We've seen the world. We've been around the block a few times. We're not extra virgin olive oil. We're olive oil. All gritty. Yeah. 
unfiltered. We could probably give the man some very good advice based yes. on our collective pool of wisdom well, and knowledge. Let's go for it. Okay. Taking to GoFundMe to share his story, the man identified as just only Joe. Just Joe. He's average. Is his name Blow Joe? I don't know that. I'm just adding it. He's average. <laughs> From Queensland, lays bare the situation. What Joe is after is a vasectomy. Go, Joe. G.I. Joe. Yes. We need, a, yeah. we need a, spoy, a boy scout with a book on knots is what's required right yeah. now. Yeah. What's the, what's the <laughs> saying? The more you know, the more you grow. What is it? I've no idea. No, I've what's never the G.I. Joe say. saying? Come on. I, I don't, don't have G.I. Joe in Britain. It's just the more you know. The more you know. The more no, you grow. No, there's more to it. I'll think of it, maybe. You're going to fire some well, synaptic links whilst you're reading your yes. story. Who says women can't multitask? Don't make me come over there. Wow, well, all he wants is a vasectomy, circumcision, and... Oh, that he wants. A penis enlargement. So he's not asking for much. Just yes. three for the price of one. So it's actually a pretty major surgery. The catalyst for this boils down to two things. The first is that he's adamant he doesn't want any more kids. He's done. I'm done. Done. Over My it. seeds have spread. I don't Let's want to see any more of the little buggers. Mm -hmm. I'm done. Right. So... Me and my wife had our first child over a year ago, and as great as our little girl is, I'd like her to be the last we ever have. Wow. But my wife wants more. Of course but she does. Sorry, Sally, I'm done. Anyway, we can barely afford one, let alone however many more she thinks she wants it to have, so please help neuter me and reduce overpopulation. That is fabulous. I think that should be done. Well, that's less Australians in the world, so I'm willing to contribute to that. Yeah. Ooh. Hi, well, Tanya. You wouldn't expect anything else from a pom, would you? Do you see what I'm saying? But despite his admirable eagerness not to overburden the planet, this is not the most crucial procedure for him. He continues, This is the most expensive surgery, but not the most important. Joe reveals he also requires a circumcision. He's that's having everything a, done, isn't that's he? That's really late in life. That's it's dangerous, painful. isn't it? It is painful and dangerous late in life. You don't normally do that unless you've got something down there that needs and to be removed. he really needs a penis enlargement. And well, says, take the skin, stretch it out, sew yeah. it back again. He says that it's his wife's disappointment with his micro-penis that's spurring him on. Still works, though, doesn't it, apparently? He's just got a little grub. A little grub. Yes, it's not, grub. it's not Earthworm Jim. He's got a botfly larvae in his knickers. Yes, I think that's called a warble. Okay. Just saying. He said, I will never be able to afford this surgery on my own, so you must give me money on GoFundMe so I can enlarge my wang. Oh, your button mushroom. And I don't want to have another kid, so that's my way of pacifying my wife. There is a really large percentage of men, more than you would expect, that regret having that operation. I read a story. Is it really that common? Really? It's not that common, but about 90% of men regret having it, I've led to believe. An enlargement? Yeah. Um, huh. My question is, when you enlarge it, is it like one of those Air Jordans that you pump up and it just stays that way? Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, How do they powder. actually enlarge a penis? Is what and I'd like to know. And can he choose a size? 
Like, I want that one. You want a colour chart? Like a Menards? I want mahogany. (laughs) In my experience, you just have to lift your top up. Wow. Uh, I want walnut. uh, I want sunset over Marrakesh. No, can you pick the size? Can you pick the shape? Can you pick This isn't a boob transplant. I want that one. Can you do that? that? Wow, you've gone with the Pringles can, sir. Good choice. No, with the one with speed bumps. You've gone with the baseball bat, sir. No. Very good decision. (laughs) It's one of our most popular models. Ribbon? No, what colour do you want it in? You said you read about it, so tell me. I just read based on a chart of porn stars that had had a penis enlargement that said they were very unhappy with it. It affected performance, it was painful, it wasn't worth the time and effort, and all you get is a little bit more. It's not like you're adding, you know, a baseball bat to the Does end it of it. go in get... rings or strips? It's not a tree. Count the rings. How does it get it longer? I don't know the ins and outs. Oh, I thought it was wider. Oh. Can you choose? Well, long and thin will get you in, but short (laughs) and fat is where it's at, apparently. I've not done the research. I'll come back next week with more research. Any of this? Well, this Joe is currently asking for the equivalent of thirty-four hundred pounds to help realize his dream. And despite launching his crowdfunding page nine months ago, he's still awaiting someone to even give him a dollar towards his um, enhancement. Well, that's no surprise, is it? That's terrible. Make me longer. Okay. Hold on to the rope. (laughs) Shocking. Are you done with this? Balloon animals. Yeah, hang on. Look. I do you a giraffe. I want that one. Look, I'll make you a dolphin. Wow. That's terrible. Speed bumps, please. Yeah. Speed bumps. I shall give you some points, Miss Morris, for being fun and informative. Always. As always. A film crew was caught making porn movies in a mansion, just a stone's throw away from Joan Collins' pad. Just a lazy lob away, apparently. Semi-clad women fled when police were called after they were seen performing on a terrace. One of the few times you'd like to be a police officer, I'm guessing. You turn up, there's naked women running in all directions, like dropping a box of whoppers on the floor in Walmart. It happens in Eaton Place in London's posh Belgravia, near to the home of Dame Joan, who is 86, would you believe? A source said, so when there was a sudden lot of strangers coming and going, often very scantily clad strangers... People were understandably concerned. Mm. Many of the neighbours phoned the flat owner to complain about what was going on on her property, and the police were called amidst suspicions it was being sublet. But the final straw came when a film crew were seen shooting porn on the terrace in full view of anyone who happened to look over in that direction. There were porn stars in lingerie and suspenders, lights and professional cameras, the full works. When confronted, they fled to a nearby car, some while still dressing themselves. It was a chaotic scene. Police probed, claims a tenant fraudulently sublet the three million home. I love Europe. They're making a porno. There's naked men and women running in all directions, but the police are interested in the laws they've broken for subletting. That's Excellent. a joy, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It is understood no further action will be taken, as it's been vacated. So the police don't care. Europe, we don't care. This is the place you can film pornographic films on the terrace in front of everyone. Damn you and your subletting ways. How dare you break tenancy agreements? 
you'll be up doing a dime at Chino before the end of the month. No <laughs> doubt. Worth it. Naked fun in the sun or grab your clothes and run. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see the story for yourself in glorious Technicolor. Are they going to serve hard time? <laughs> nice. Possibly in a penal colony. Ooh. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? S&M Sex Dungeon opens for kinky couples. See and if it's a choice between that and Hogwarts. Just see what I'm saying. Hogwarts. Whatever. Nobwarts. Nobwarts. <laughs> and it comes with 50 Shades of Grey style torture toys. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> Fun king- for all the family. Weekend yes. away with the kids. Yep. I like that you're super excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> a kinky hotel is tucked away in an unassuming London commuter town. I know. It's in Belgravia. We've just been there. It's on the terrace. Oh, I was going to say Slough. Oh, Slough. No, it's not That's slow. where the office was filmed. Yeah. The secret dungeon in High Wycombe. High Wycombe. Wycombe. Buckinghamshire offers sexy stays for BDSM fans. I've taught in Buckinghamshire. A lot of my teaching career was spent yeah. in Buckinghamshire. I know the area very Did well. Did you go to the sex dungeon? I don't remember that in my teaching career. I was at Aylesbury and other places, but not hmm. there. High Wycombe escaped me, apparently. That wasn't a place where I reached. Hmm. Never got that far. Guests can hire out rooms by the hour or stay overnight so they can make the most of the saucy facilities. Saucy. Mm. To hire out a room at the Secret Dungeon for four hours, customers can expect to pay £130. £130? That's about $200 for four hours. Yeah. What do you get for your four hours? I hope I'm getting fed. I'd at least want a bag of cheese and onion crisps. Bananas. There'd be something to eat there. Yeah, there'd be something to (laughs) munch on. There'll be something to nibble. Something to, something to stay the worms. Yeah. Alternatively, punters can stay overnight at the BDSM-themed boutique for £220. Very reasonable. This it's price, the only reason you'd want to stay in High Wycombe, I might add. I would think so. Yeah. This price grants guests access to all of the hotel's sexy facilities. All access. Yeah. You get a pass. You're walking around naked with like a laminated lanyard around your neck. (laughs) Access all areas. Uh At the rear backstage pass of the venue, there's a secluded hot tub that visitors can get steamy in. And come away with acute bronchitis. So gross. (laughs) An infection. Every time I've been sick and ill. Oh, planters <laughs> Skin tags. God, I've come away with one of the worst cases of athlete's willy. <laughs> Alternatively, they can kick back with their partner in bed. The website proudly declares that the sex dungeon is ideal for any budding Christian Grey. Anybody but in Christian? Christian Grey was... I understand that. Oh, I yeah, it was probably a not, different. yeah. But the venue is also fulfilling for any experienced dominance and submissives. This is due to the kinky accessories that come with the room. Guests can make use of paddles, whips, and restraints that are hung up on the walls. Wow. Why do I have to go out for that? <laughs> right. Why would <laughs> I want to use somebody else's? <laughs> dirty <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting alternatively they can throw themselves 
into role-playing by making use of the dungeon's naughty dressing-up box. In order to soak up the night of taboo, guests can watch themselves go at it from every angle. Lovely. <laughs> Some things you don't want to see from no, every angle, I'm just saying. Ever. God, it was like a bald vulture <laughs> chewing on a worm. Just disgusting. Christ, I What can't... are you... That... Do you remember there was a, we saw a piece even... of film footage where a woman had a camera up of a JJ and they showed what it looked like for a bald eagle to come in and say hello. Do you remember? Oh, God. Disgusting. Some things you don't want to see up close. My mama done told me. Whatever. It's something for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> there are mirrors on the walls and the ceilings giving them an opportunity to catch all the action. I want circus mirrors. I want yeah. those carnival mirrors. That would be better, oh, wouldn't yeah, it? Oh, yeah, it'd be awesome. Look at the way it goes in three different directions. There. I like it. These features seem to be very popular with BDSM fans who gushed about their experiences online. One testimonial read, It was a wonderful bed. It even had a mirror above it, which was so very sexy. Sexy. Intact. In fact, I think they meant not intact. I'd want to keep everything intact if possible. In fact, there were lots of strategically placed mirrors around the room. Another happy customer said, Wow, is about the only way to describe the secret dungeon in one word. I would say dirty, but on first impression, the room was very large and the double bed complete with stocks. Stocks. To put your face. Yeah. And was very impressive. Let's go and stay at the Super 8 inches. <laughs> the Lazy Inn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lighting could be controlled and created a fantastic atmosphere along with real candles. Not those fake ones. Yeah. You get proper real candles. Yeah. Add in the superb decor and mirrors. It was fantastic. A third added... We were spoiled with the the array of toys, restraints, and whips. You pay all the money. I bet after three minutes you're bored, you're tired, you're You're going for a sleep. messing around. (laughs) Put that down. You know, someone's eye out. (laughs) Three minutes. I was thinking twice in a cigarette break. I definitely recommend the secret dungeon to the novices as well as the experienced or even the curious. It's really easy to find and, as I said earlier, made to feel very welcome. Wow. Mm. I'm in High Wycombe, my man. Out of luck? Or let's go for a Buckinghamshire hotel. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the night and the round the week all not for your mother. Cindy Barshop. I think that's how you say her name. Because I've never seen this stupid show and you people that watch it are stupid. You mean like who Harry may... Potter and the... Shut up. Who you may recognize from the Real Housewives of New York. Who watches that? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Is the founder of V Spot Medi Spa in the Big Apple? Hmm, V Spot, you're wondering, what does that entail? <laughs> the unusual salon specializes. For vegetarians. It's a salon. vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, that's it. The unusual salon specializes in treatments for the female genitals, including vegetals. 
What? Vajacials. Oh, gotcha. Some sort of scrub? It's vagina facials. Steaming? Yeah, that could be scrubbing. Yeah, okay. Or maybe clam, they draw a face. Clam digging. Face. Yes. Some lipstick on it. And they oh, also Jesus. have <laughs> right. the O-Shot, whatever the hell that is. The O-Shot. O-Shot. Shot. I don't know. And an orgasm-boosting technique that sees a woman's own blood injected into her clitoris and G-spot. So just inject just your... Just engorge you with in- your own blood. Engorge. That's involving a needle, I'm guessing. Right. I would assume so. How else are you going to get it there? I don't know. With a it's... straw? I have no <laughs> idea. A straw? The... Keep blowing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, no. But the blood would drain away after, like... I don't think it matters, Chad. I think they only want it there temporarily. Yeah, we don't need a permanent throbbing. I don't know. Everybody needs a permanent throbbing. After two years of business, Barship is now planning to expand the company and intends to open a spa in London, you lucky I can't believe Brits would do that. We're a very oh, reserved would. and insular race Wait, of people. Wait, and then she's going to open another in Dubai. Again, what could possibly I... go wrong in a Muslim country? No. Right. This would they can't be... even drink over there. Right. This would be the first dedicated spa of its kind in the UK, but the concept has come under fire from some medical professionals. Barshop, who is 54, explained that the salon will specialize in women's intimate health and help treat the changes that women go through. I'm. Why would you need a vajayshal? No. If you got blackheads. Because you got know. too much money. There you go. You got nothing else to do with your time. It makes me feel well, good about myself. I don't know. She adds that the new business, which could open near Harrods, isn't that convenient? Wow, that's a in... posh part of town. Yeah. You've got plenty of money to live in Knightsbridge. Not yeah, for the likes right. of us, madam. She's hoping to open as early as October. So it's opening. By Harrods. You know, she's got a big opening in October. Is she? Will feature around ninety percent of the treatments currently offered in the U.S. These include three different types of vaginal tightening okay or v tightening as they call it you know they call it v tightening oh, baby some sort of vegetable drink you can get in walmart it's v8 oh i'm sorry v tightening v8 it's speedy <laughs> i don't know what that means well anyway for women who feel this is specifically for women who feel loose and fancy free Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like throwing a banana down a corridor. Yeah, that's not good. It was like waving a echo, carrot echo. in the elbow hole. It was like a wizard's sleeve. Like a clown's pocket. Wow. It's like Arby's. Lovely. Ooh. That's disgusting. Yeah. It is disgusting. I'm amazed women would volunteer. Isn't it slightly kind of difficult Correct me if I'm wrong because I've never been in this position, but when you go to have a pap test and everything else, it's not the best thing to be sat there with everything on display while some strange Indian doctor is prodding you with a spatula or some such thing. Why would you volunteer to make that happen? Why would you go and get that voluntarily rather than something that has to be done for health reasons? Because they have lipstick and glitter. They are well, you know, you've said it. You've got glitter. You're trying to get a jazzled one, aren't you? <laughs> I tell you what, problems after. start when you get a piece of glitter down your eye hole in your urethra, Franklin. That's when the problems start. Nah. 
Well, guess what else they're going to do there? They are going to have... Well, no, bleaching that's the... just a given. Okay, that's a given. That's that's on yes. the menu. That's and old. That's like going that's to a Chinese restaurant. School. They're going to have rice. That's yes. 90s okay. sack crack and ring stuff. Okay, my solicitors, yeah. Yes. Well, what they're also going to do is have a 24-karat gold bikini wax. <gasps> gold. And let the jokes begin. Are you ready? They're going to have vaginal steaming to get the wrinkles out. Vigi- vaginal vaginal steaming. steaming. Put the kettle on. I'll have a cup of tea while you're there. I'll start the iron. Lovely. That have you got a tea is... towel I can put over my head? <laughs> Where does it get wrinkly? Sorry? Well, let me have a look. I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> Just stand up on the table here. We'll point ah. it out for you. Yep. You're looking every bit over the age of 50. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What? Unbelievable. Wrinkles. Let me count the rings. That's terrible. That is terrible. The cost steaming? Is... Yes. <sighs> uh, they say the steam is infused with therapeutic herbs. You steam herbs. dumplings is what you herbs. steam. and Yeah, you steam vegetables. You steam wallpaper. <laughs> like what, cabbages. You steam vegetables and wallpaper. <laughs> so, so it comes it... off. You potatoes. <laughs> God, it's looking sad. Look at it. It's looking down on its luck. It's looking miserable. Bottom lip sticking out. Yeah. Those mer- meat curtains are hanging just a little too far oh, down. Clams. That's disgusting. Muscles. Steam muscles. Oh, that's you steam muscles. Yes, you do. Yes, that's very true. That's disgusting. I love them. Gross crabs. Put the kettle yeah, on. Crabs. You can steam you your you crabs. You definitely steam crabs. <laughs> Let's just throw out there that in Sete we have crustaceans. Oh, that's so wrong in so many ways. But anyway, the cost of these treatments will also be the same as in the States, but you'll have to inquire with staff to find out exact prices as the figures are kept under wraps. Oh, God. So, if you have to ask, sir, do you see what I'm saying? When you go and buy a Rolls Royce, if you have to ask the price, you can't afford one, can you? Do you see what I'm 24 saying? 24-carat bikini wax in a steam job. That's what I want. Too much money and nothing to do. The devil yeah. makes work. For idle hands. V-Spot Spa or a bridge too far? You decide, go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And again, a great big thank you to all of our listeners and Patreons that are paying at the moment to watch our videos. We appreciate your donations to the show. Why not get your friends and family involved as well? And we'll see you at the same time next week. Many thanks as always. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead batteries. Miss Morris, who never got beyond minus six for being a bit lippy in the first half of the show. She gets a night with a vampire, some butterbeer, and a book of children's names. Now that sounds like a good time. Going through that. In third place tonight is Michelle, who only scored herself a miserable cold and shivering three. She gets a week in a Mirage City in a Minnesota lake, floating over the lake with a meal for two with a rice dish of your choice. So good luck with that. I have finished in second place tonight on six points i get a shrimping net and a week in a caravan site on the stony beaches of loch ness with nothing more than rolled oats and a haggis to have for my dinner but tonight's runaway winner with a resplendent first place score of eight and winning the thirty-three thousand dollar ir camera is chad he wins himself a week on a lake in minnesota with no bait but he's got to strip down 
to the waist to win that particular Ooh, prize. That Photographs show. will be available on Facebook. Do not fear listening. <laughs> Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can follow my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips if you now run over to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio you will find our archive stories and as i said before we do an extra 25 to 30 minutes of the show and around that we call not for your mother which has some adult nature in it and people say it's their favorite part of the show you've been listening to more questions and answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment the light before the darkness, my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all at the International Paranormal Society into Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.